All right, welcome to the Rainmaker Evolution. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is the Solo Rainmaker Solution book. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through the eight areas in the Solo Rainmaker Solution book. And this is a good discussion whether you want to be an individual producer in a practice that's just dynamic and um, very simple and easy and lucrative to run every day or whether you want to build out associate advisors. Um, I would encourage you, by the way, to go back and listen to the last podcast where we talked about associate advisors hiring and culture. Um, just go back and review that podcast. It's a vision for those of you that aren't ready to do that yet, but it's a vision of something to move towards because ultimately you want to create a business that really is a business that you own, which means somebody's willing to buy it. And if you are the main salesperson and that business is, uh, is totally dependent on you selling, marketing, opening the door every day, closing the door every day, and you have empowered a team to uh, run that business without you there every day, then you're not going to have anything to sell ultimately. But let's talk about backing up from that and just saying, okay, let's say that you're not ready to bring on associate producers and you just want to create a business that's easy, lucrative, and fun and runs automatically where you can show up, do what you love to do. Let's just say that's selling for the purpose of this podcast and, and uh, have it work, and you don't have to be involved in anything else. So I'm going to give you eight keys here, and we're just going to briefly talk about these conceptually, kind of whet your appetite, dig deep into the materials that you got at the first and second meetings of Rainmaker Evolution, and uh, you will find the keys and the details in these particular areas. Uh, number one is think like a marketer. Think like a marketer, not like a salesperson. A salesperson works for an organization and shows up and sells, and we all have to do that. Don't ever forget you're a salesperson. But if you think like a marketer, a marketer sells to groups, right? A marketer puts a message out there and gets people to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm interested. And picture having appointments uh, where the only appointments you have are with people that say, yes, I'm interested in what you have to offer. Well, how would they know that they're interested? Well, the way they would know they're interested is if you've communicated a message that's strong enough where they know exactly what they're going to get when they come in and sit down with you. You've sort of primed the pump. And so the key to priming that pump is having a strong message, saying that message enough time to a big enough crowd of people where you constantly have a good flow of appointments. I think as an advisor, if you are a solo advisor in your practice, you ought to be trying to see 10 new people every week. See 10 new people every week. Not schedule 10 and keep five. See 10 new people every week. Now, whether you want to screen those people out so that you make sure you're only meeting with certain people or whether you want to only get those people by referrals or whether you want to get those people through TV or through radio or seminar, doesn't matter to me. Um, but if you're going to do them only by referrals, one of the keys that you have there is you've got to see enough people. You better be generating a ton of referrals. So think like a marketer. Create systems where you're excited about the system, whether it's seminar, referral, radio, whatever it is, and think like a marketer. Develop a strong enough message and a strong enough offer. And I would refer you back to that book I wrote with Dean Jackson um, called The Eight Profit Activators. Every one of you got that book in the first meeting. Make sure you have a strong enough offer where you're getting enough people to raise their hand so that you're scheduling, let's say, 12 to 15 new prospects a week and you're seeing at least eight. Uh, excuse me, you're seeing at least 10. Eight, I said eight because eight is doable, but think like a marketer. Generate that retail traffic. Remember, think about that store in the mall. They've got to have a strong enough message where people are attracted when they walk by to walk into that store. 
and people know what that store is about before they walk in. They don't just walk in oblivious and hear about what the store is about for the first time. So how can you create that in your organization? Key number two is hone in on your unique ability activities. What are you genius at? Some of you are trying to be salespeople, and you're not great at a salesperson. You're adequate. Um, you're somewhat talented, you're competent as a salesperson, but you'll never be genius as a salesperson. Maybe you're more of a technician. Maybe you should be building the plans. Maybe you should be creating the appointments. Uh, maybe you should be behind the scenes running the financial part of the organization and having salespeople that really love being salespeople around you. I don't know. I just want you to ask those questions. But build your organization around your unique ability activities. That's key number two. Key number three is map out your sales process. When I say map it out, I mean write it out. Chart it out or write it out. Um, I don't mean it has to be scripted, but it better be outlined. And that's why we give you our sales process in the Rainmaker meetings. We've given you our sales process. We've given you specific language. We've gone deep into what the sales process is. If you're ever going to build a team where you can just show up and do what you want to do, whether that's sales or marketing or building financial plans or whatever it is, you better have a sales process documented. The other great thing about having a sales process documented is if it's documented and there truly is a process and a system. Now, think McDonald's. There's a system behind McDonald's. I know the food sucks, but it's not about the food. It's about getting filled up quickly at McDonald's, right? You know what you're going to get. But there's a system that McDonald's has when you walk into that restaurant. And basically the hamburger, whether you like it or not, is the same whether you're in Los Angeles, Boise, Idaho, Orlando, Florida, or Hartford, Connecticut. The hamburger is basically the same hamburger. The french fries are the same french fries. Why? They have a system. The benefit of the strong system is that you don't have to have superstar salespeople. If you have to rely on superstar salespeople or superstar business processors or superstar marketers, you're not going to hang on to those people. Dumb the system down so that a teenager can run it. That's what McDonald's does. Now, I know that's insulting to think about your highly sophisticated financial services practice as if a teenager can run it, but think about these robo-advisors that are propping up all over the place. If a computer can run it that doesn't think, um, maybe you can set, maybe you can more customize uh, your process and have it written out. I don't mean customize it, but have it written out. So map out your sales process and then get rid of the things you don't need to do. This goes back to unique ability. If you don't like to do something in the sales process, don't do it, whether it's paperwork, whether it's building the plan. Maybe you just want to talk to people, like Eric in my office just wants to talk to people. He likes to build the plan because it keeps him in touch, but he doesn't really want to know the details behind the managed money and the products. Um, so he counts on me to uh, say, these are the products that work best in these circumstances, and he just goes with it. Other people really want to be product experts. Um, some people don't want to do, like I said, applications. Some people don't want to chase the money. Don't do what you don't want to do. Only do the activities that give you energy. But key to that is you've got to have a sales process that's mapped out and written out. I've given you one. Modify it if you don't like mine or if you want to change it, but have a system. Number four here is empower your team. If you want to have an automatic business, if you want to go from salesperson to rainmaker, have a team in place that you've empowered. Let them make decisions. Let them make mistakes. Let them make mistakes that cost you money. And don't get on their case about it. Instruct them on how to not make the mistake again, but don't have a culture where people are afraid to make mistakes. Otherwise, you'll be a slave to your business. Uh, number five is check your position in the marketplace. 
what does your message position you as? Does your message position you as a high-end advisor for the wealthy? Does your message position you as somebody that's the family advisor that works with normal families that have just worked hard all their lives and saved their money? Does your message position you as the person that's perfect for families that have kids that are about to go to college? Does your message position you as only a safe money advisor and you're not going to have anything to do with the market? What is your position in the marketplace? How are you positioning yourself? And there's two keys to this. Number one, make sure that you really believe in the way you're positioning yourself. And number two, make sure you're not putting out conflicting marketing messages. If one week you're saying that you specialize in wealthy clients and do institutional money management, the next week you're saying you work with blue-collar people that just want to make your money safe, and the next week you're a college expert, you're all over the place. No successful organization has been able to be all things to all people. And when they have as a huge company, you'll notice that they've actually segmented that company out into divisions. So you might have um, U.S. Trust, but then you have U.S. Trust private banking. Actually, U.S. Trust isn't a good example. Let's think of um, maybe uh, Bank of America and then Bank of America private banking. Um, and again, that might not be the, the best example, but um, for instance, we're going to have at Johnson Brunetti, because we're positioned as a upper middle class firm, not a wealthy firm, but an upper middle class firm that serves the upper middle class, we're actually going to develop a private client group where we have different marketing messages um, to those particular clients and see how that works. So that's different positioning. So check your positioning, make sure you're proud of your positioning and you're not giving conflicting marketing messages. Number six is always keep your pipeline full. And folks, I'm going to remind you that I'm just going through the six chapters of the Solo Rainmaker book that all, every one of you got when you joined the Rainmaker Evolution. So read that book. But number six is keep the pipeline full. Always keep the pipeline full. Don't show up on Monday without enough people to see. If you can't get enough new prospects, you're not doing enough marketing or you're not doing the correct kind of marketing. If you have enough prospects, that's great. That should cause you to relax because, you know, if you see three people, one's going to become a client. Or if you see two people, one's going to become a client. Whatever your numbers are, know your numbers. But always keep that prospect pipeline full. Also, keep your momentum up. If you don't have enough new prospects to see, make sure you're doing reviews. Make sure you've got closing appointments. Maybe you have your appointment setters call somebody back and get them back in that didn't buy six months ago just to do a review meeting. Don't have a lot of idle time on your hands. Keep the pipeline full. And when I say pipeline, I mean appointments. Number seven, and this is so key, measure, measure, measure. 90% of you don't know your numbers. You say you know your numbers, but when I question you, then something conflicting comes out that conflicts with something you told me two or five minutes ago, and I know that you're not really keeping on top of your numbers. And that doesn't mean you have to have them in your head, but have them somewhere. Understand your numbers. I think some key ratios that we're going to go over, that we went over in the last meeting in Chicago, um, but you need to measure is how many people do you need to get into your office to get a new client? How many new appointments do you need to have? What's your average commission per new client? So you know what you can spend to get that new client. Um, how many people does it take if you're doing different marketing channels? Which one is more effective than others? If you have associate advisors, what's their closing ratio? And be honest, for God's sakes, about your closing ratio. I'm so tired of somebody calling me saying my closing ratio is better than yours, Joel. And then I find out, number one, you're not very profitable. Number two, you're not even in the top 150, so you're measuring the wrong stuff. You know, get, get your activity up so you can at least get in the top 150 with Advisors Excel. And number three, you know what? If I screened out every first appointment that we saw here, at the office, we could blow the doors off our closing ratio too. We don't screen appointments out. We'll help anybody. We'll help people that are broke. 
Um, that's our attitude, and we have a very high profit margin doing that. So uh, measure, measure, measure so you know who you are, and you can say with confidence who you are, just like I did about our firm, and you're not wavered by some, I will say clown, little strong word, but I will say clown. Some clown that's measuring the wrong thing or not even being honest in their measurements. You know, they're bragging about a 90% closing ratio uh, when they only see the one person that shows up on Tuesday that's ready to buy. You know, we can do that too. We can play that game too. Um, I'm interested in helping people. I want to have a big impact. We're going to bring in over 400 clients uh, this year. Some of you say, well, we're just throwing stuff up against the wall, making it stick. You know what? We're helping a heck of a lot of families that couldn't afford the kind of financial advice that we give. We don't have to make money on everybody we see. Um, that's okay, and um, I say that very proudly. We have a huge impact. So you can bring in 40 or 50 clients a year if you want to. There's nothing to be ashamed of in that, um, but don't put down somebody that's impacting the lives of hundreds and hundreds of people, some of those people not being able to afford quality financial advice. So measure, measure, measure. Know who you are. You don't have to be what we are, but measure and know who you are. Number eight is organizing for profit. Organize for profit. Track your profit margins. Hire key people. The key to growing in this business is hiring key people. I've said it over and over again. The difference between a $30,000 a year employee and a $50,000 a year employee is absolutely huge. Sometimes that $50,000 caliber person is worth four times what the $30,000 caliber person is. Sometimes that $60,000 a year person is worth four times what a $40,000 a year person is. And some of you are trying to be really, really cheap. So organize for profit. Hire good people. Um, make sure you know what your profit margins are and enjoy this journey that we're on. Enjoy the journey. Review the book, The Solo Rainmaker Solution. Um, review the other book, The Black Book, The Rainmaker, that talks more about multiple advisor practices. But this is not just about building a multiple advisor practice. It's about building a practice that's easy, lucrative, and fun by only showing up and do the things that you really love to do. Hopefully this podcast has been helpful. I look forward to talking to you again in the next few weeks, and I hope you're having a great journey on the Rainmaker Evolution.